<laughs> Today's drama, The Comic Strip Killer. Two weeks ago, at a busy midtown intersection, a well-dressed middle-aged man starts uncertainly across the street against the red light. Hey, mister, look out. You're going to get hit. Oh, he got it. Lucky the driver just grazed him, though. Hey, mister, you all right? You all right? Poor guy must have fainted. Holy smokes, this guy's dead. A week later, as the usual crowds pour down the steps of the public library at closing hour, an elderly woman starts down, then suddenly plunges forward headlong. And comes to rest in a twisted heap at the bottom step. Too bad her heel must have caught in the steps. Give an ass fall. You all right, madam? Madam! Why, she's dead! And just 24 hours ago in the police commissioner's office. And this is the third one, Cranston. That body I just showed you in the morgue was the third victim in three weeks. Felt in the stands during Saturday's football game. One, two, three cases. Just like that. Well, accidents do happen, Commissioner, sometimes three in a row. But these were not accidents, Lamont. What? No, Margot. Those people didn't die from being hit by taxis or tripping on the stairs or falling from football stands. No, then how? They were poisoned. Poisoned? When the poison took hold, they collapsed, and it just appeared they were killed accidentally. Are you positive, Commissioner? Of course I'm positive, Francis. Just got the medical examiner's report from the third office. And all three died from the same type of poison. But they all three have been suicides, Commissioner. I hardly think so, Margot. People don't usually take poison and then wander around the streets or go shopping. Were there any marks on the bodies, any indication of how the poison was taken? Well, that's the really baffling part of it. There were no marks at all, none. The medical examiner's going out of his mind along with me. See what you mean. This killer isn't picked up in a hurry. You'll have a lot of jittery citizens on your hands. You're telling me. All three murders took place in busy public places. It's obvious the killer likes to circulate best in a crowd where he can get lost there. You haven't done any theories, have you, Cranston? I might have, but I think it would sound a little ridiculous right now. Later, maybe. Well, come on, Margot. You and I have a little research to do. This is our day to be mysterious. <laughs> Play along with it, Margot. Even a Cranston theory is better than none. I'll uh, telephone you just as soon as something new turns up. And let's hope it's not another victim. Good luck, Commissioner. Thanks, Lamont. I can show you some. See you later, Margot. Goodbye, Commissioner. Well, Lamont... You like morgues, Margot. Oh, they give me the creeps. Why? And how about newspaper morgues? Oh, well, they're different. What would we be going to a newspaper morgue for? Well, we might be going to read up on old comic strips, Margot. Oh, Lamont, be serious. I am. Well, this doesn't have something to do with that theory you said you couldn't tell Mr. Weston about. Mm-hmm. No wonder you thought it was too ridiculous to mention to the commissioner. It might not be as ridiculous as you think, Margot. Depends a lot on which comic strip you read. I fill this needle and send the next victim on a one-way trip to Never Never Land. (laughs) For heaven's sake, Lamar, what are you mumbling? Oh, sorry, darling. You've been poring over those old comics just for the last 15 minutes. Don't you think it's about time you told me why this sudden interest in the funny papers? I've been arranging these comic strips so they fall in sequence for the past month. Here, look here. Hmm. 
Jack Prescott's detective story, sir. Yes, featuring his latest weird character. This time, an elusive and deadly gentleman known as Hypo. Listen to this, Captain. Hypo, new type of killer who's traded the old-fashioned automatic for the modern hypodermic needle. Ooh, horrible. Horrible and fascinating to two million readers of four million on Sunday. It looks like an emaciated version of Boris Karloff. <laughs> Tall, thin, dresses all in gray, so it should be difficult to identify. Go on, darling. Let's see. He eliminates his victims with a hypodermic needle filled with a new, fast-working poison. He always attacks in crowded areas. You don't think there's some connection between those three mysterious murders and this comic strip character? I think there might be, Margot. Of course, we still don't know how the killer actually committed the murders, but we do know the victims died of poison and that they were attacked in crowded areas. Yes, that's true. Some crazy killer might have been inspired by this idea, or some homicidal maniac has really taken these comic strips to heart. How awful. This man who draws this character, this Jack Prescott... He must be practically a psychopathic case himself. Well, I understand Prescott's a very mild, home-loving man. He's one of the best-liked cartoonists in the business. Have you known him one? Well, well enough to bluff my way through a social call. Well, do you think he'd be able to tell you if there's any basis for this theory of yours? He might, Margot. He has a studio over on Park Place. Why don't we go over and see? I'm afraid this Jack Prescott's not going to like this idea of yours very much, darling. He's a reasonable man, Margot. I think he'll admit there might be a connection between his comic strip and these mysterious murders. Oh, here we are. Oh. I feel sort of frightened. Isn't that ridiculous? Not at all. After all, you're about to visit the birthplace of some of America's most notorious villains. Cyanide Susie, Wasp Waste, Gimlet Eye. Well, oh, hello, Harry. I'm Mr. Uh, Prescott can't be disturbed. He's very busy right now. Well, I phoned Mr. Prescott today, and he invited me to drop in, Harry. Hmm. What's the name, please? Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane. Very well. Wait right here. Am I getting ideas, or do you look something like Hyper? That's Harry Borden, Prescott's handyman. The story goes he serves as everything from Prescott's butler to chauffeur. He's supposed to have modeled for Hypo. Well, he isn't exactly the kind of person I'd have around for a man Friday. <laughs> Mr. Prescott will see you. But don't stay too long. He's trying to make a deadline. Thank you, Harry. Come in, Margaret. Well, this is very upsetting, Mr. Cranston, this theory of yours. I know it sounds fantastic, Mr. Prescott. Well, all I can say is that this gives me a new reason for wanting to get out of the clan comics and switch to something lighter. But, Mr. Prescott, you've made such a great success. In this field. Oh, thanks, Miss Lane, but I'm beginning to find it a little depressing, dreaming up monsters and ogres. A little exhausting, too. Exhausting? It may sound funny, but it's real work, dreaming up a bigger and better villain every month or so. I spend 12 hours a day, six days a week. Comics are a serious business, eh? How did you uh, conceive the character of Hypo, Mr. Prescott? Well, a Dr. Murray Schumacher, he's a biochemist, first gave me the idea, Mr. Cranston. He's an expert on poisons of all kinds. Dr. Murray Schumer. Yes. He gave me a lot of valuable technical material. Although I didn't tell him at the time I intended to use it in the strip. I've been doing a little research on my own, too. Oh, I see. Uh, do you know where Dr. Schumacher's living now? 
Yes, I believe his laboratory is just outside of town on the Hillcrest Road, I believe. Yes, he hates publicity, however. He'd be very upset if he became involved in a sensational story like this. I'm afraid personal feelings are going to have to go by the boards in this case, Mr. Prescott. As long as this killer's on the loose, none of us are safe. Yes, of course, of course. I feel terribly that my work might be connected with these murders, Mr. Cranston. Now, if you or the police want any more information, please call us. We will, Mr. Prescott. Thanks very much for your help. Coming, Martha? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, keep in touch with me, won't you, Mr. Cranston? I'll, I'll be anxious to know of any development. We'll be glad to. Bye, Mr. Preston. Goodbye. So long. Poor man. He's really worried about this thing, Martha. It seems to me. He looks so tired. This way, please. Oh, he scared me. I'll show you to the door. I don't think that'll be necessary, Harry. I can see it right there. I don't know what your business is, Mr. Cranston. But if it has something to do with those murders... I suggest you go to the police. How did you know we were talking about the murders, Harry? I... I know everything that goes on in this house. I see. Remember what I said, Mr. Cranston. If you get me more ideas, don't bring them here. Understand? Yes, Harry. I think I understand. Come on, Martha. Said a word for ten minutes. Oh, I'm sorry, Margot. I was just thinking about our talk with Jack Prescott. And also the fact it might be worth checking the Harry Borden's record. Good idea. Where are we going now, Dr. Schumacher? No, Margot, not until I've had a chance to check on an idea that just occurred to me. That sounds very much as if you're going to drop me off at home. I am, darling. I'll call you in the morning after I've done a little scientific research of my own. Commissioner, I was doing some work. Why, what's up? Another murder, just like the others. Huh? Guy collapsed in front of the Globe building, reading the news flashes. They rushed him to the hospital. Another victim? Yeah. Only this time it's somebody with a name. What name, Commissioner? The cartoonist, Jack Prescott. continues to elude the police. Cranston, Margot, and Commissioner Weston are at the hospital bedside as a doctor examines the semi-delirious oh, Preston. It's all my fault, I tell you, all my fault. I created a monster with my own pen. He's spreading death in the streets. Oh, there now, Mr. Prescott. No, Take it easy. I'll never draw a hypo again, never. Uh, try and rest, Mr. Prescott. No, no, no. You step never over here, please. Oh, what a shame. He's terribly obsessed. He's taking it hard. You think it's mostly mental, Doctor? Oh, we should be able to send him home today. 
Any idea what kind of a drug it is, Doctor? I can't think, Commissioner, but uh, whatever it is, he didn't absorb enough of it to make serious trouble. Probably squirmed away before the killer could inflict a full dose. But uh, how the killer injected the stuff is another question. I can't find a mark on the patient. Oh, that's been puzzling us. Uh, we'll let you know if we learn anything new, Commissioner. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, if you'll excuse me, Margaret and I walk out with you, Commissioner. Goodbye, Doctor. Goodbye. Goodbye, Doctor. Oh, Pete, who was that hypo-character Prescott was babbling about? Jack Prescott's latest comic strip villain. He's supposed to get big money for rubbing out his victims with a hypodermic needle. Lamont thinks the murderer may have gotten the idea from this comic strip character. Cranston, you're not serious. As you said, Cranston theory is better than none. These murders did have something to do with this hypo-character. Explain the fact that there are no marks of a hypodermic needle on any of the victims. That's the part of the theory I'm still working on, Commissioner. I see. Well, this is where I leave you. And if you don't mind, I'll stick to the book on this case. You can keep the funny papers, Cranston. Good night, Commissioner. Come on, Margaret, we've got things to do. What's the sudden rest of I want to get over to Dr. Schumacher's place right away. Dr. Schumacher? Yes, Margaret. You're going to pay him a personal visit. Just a second, darling. Let me get this straight. I'm to interview Dr. Schumacher as a newspaper reporter. Is that right? That's right. Get him to talk him, Margo. Find out all you can. Well, suppose he doesn't want to talk to the press. Well, an interview may flatter his ego. From what Jack Prescott said about him, I'm not exactly looking forward to finding myself alone with this Dr. Schumacher. You won't be alone, Margo. The shadow will be there, too. Yes? My name is Mary Morrison. I'm a reporter from the Globe. I'm doing a story on the recent series of poison murders, and I thought you might be able to give me some new angles on toxicology. No. But I, I really wanted an authoritative viewpoint, and uh, Jack Prescott, the cartoonist... Prescott. You've been talking to Jack Prescott? Oh, yes. He mentioned you as a source of his material. Come in. Well, I, I just... Come in. I don't usually give interviews about my work. I can't let this scatterbrained propaganda Prescott gives to the newspapers gone notice. You think Mr. Prescott's comic strip constitutes a menace to society, Dr. Schumacher? Prescott is an opportunist who will take a scientific topic and squeeze it for every drop of its commercial value. I see. How did you happen to become a specialist in toxicology, Doctor? Poison can be one of the most interesting as well as beautiful things in the world, my dear. Beautiful, did you say, Dr. Schumacher? Yes. Poison kills the undesirable. What? Yes. Like trees, insects, animals, people. The non-desirables are eliminated. It remains only beauty. I see. Uh, Dr. Schumacher, the real purpose of my interview is... I have a collection of notes entitled Timetable for Death, telling to the fraction of a second how long it takes for certain poisons to take effect. I'll get it for you. And it's... Shadow. I hear you, Mark. I'm scared. He, he sounds absolutely mad. Hold on for a few more minutes. A 
something I've still got to find out. Don't worry, Margot. The shadow is watching every move. Now you will see how accurately death can be calculated. I'm fond of that title. Timetable for death. It's like looking at this schedule of trains. Slow ones and fast ones. But all of these trips are one-way journeys. You see, there is no round trip. <laughs> you, you have a laboratory, too, I suppose, Doctor? Yes. Would you like to see the latest specimen from my laboratory? Not very much. Of course. Well, you see what happened to this creature. The result of poison. You will have something worth writing about. I'll get it Oh, Dr. Schumacher, please. Yes, my mind. I'd almost forgotten about it. That climb those stairs will be wheezing for the rest of the day. Excuse me a minute. I'll get someone who can get it. All right, Margot, get out. Fast. Shadow, I haven't found Never mind that now, Margot. Just get out of here. Hurry. But Lamont, I don't get it. Dr. Schumacher is just about to tell us something important, and suddenly the shadow decides to call it off. Why? I realize you're talking to Dr. Schumacher is a waste of time. We have far more important thing to do right away. You get more puzzling by the minute. I'll explain everything later, darling. Right now, we're going to Prescott Studio. There's something I've got to find, and this time, we've got to work fast. <laughs> business is beginning to wear on my nerves. I won't. Good luck, darling. Oh, looks like I have the place all to myself, all right. What in the world can Lamont have on his mind? Whatever it is, I hope he doesn't take too long finding it. I didn't like this studio before, and I don't like it now. So... I could do a story on Mr. Prescott. Perhaps you're not interested in publicity. Oh, Harry, I, I wish you'd sit down. I'll sit down as soon as you leave. Well, are you going, or do I have to throw you out? Like, I can't leave right now, Harry. No? Why not? Well, I have to wait until, uh, until the police arrive. Police? What are they coming here for? They're coming here to investigate. After all, an attack was made on Mr. Prescott's life, and the murderer still hasn't been found. And he won't be either. What did you say? I mean, he won't be unless they get a new angle. This hypo theory is ridiculous. Is it? What makes you so sure? I know. How do you know? I just know, that's all. It couldn't be that because you modeled for the character of hypo, you began to think and act like him. No. And that finally you had to see if you could kill like him and get away with it. You got away with it three times, so you tried the supreme test. You're crazy. You tried to murder the creator of the very character you were impersonating. You tried to kill Mr. Prescott, didn't you? You tried to All kill... All right. 
did try to kill him. And I'm sorry I didn't succeed. But you're not going to be able to tell anybody about it. Now, wait a second, Harry. I told you to get out. Now you're going out where nobody will find you. Very interesting. Mr. Press. I, I didn't hear you come in, sir. You seem to be confused, my boy. You're not talking to Mr. Prescott. You're talking to Hypo. Uh, 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 listen to me, Mr. Prescott. Notice how I move around the room swiftly, noiselessly, like death itself. It might interest you to know that I'm receiving $5,000 in advance to have you, shall we say, to race. Mr. Prescott, please. Uh... Oh, the young lady. An unscheduled job. This is going to cost them extra. A double feature is tricky to Sir, put down that instrument. Listen to me for a minute. One minute, I always... And one thing I always pride myself on is neatness, Harry. No guts, no knives. That's why Hyper was the highest paid killer in the murder racket. And Mr. Prescott, look at me. It's, it's me, Harry Ford. We're going to handle the whole thing. Efficiency and... Mr. Prescott, please. Forgive me, young lady. I'll take the gentleman. No, my pain was very swift. You hardly feel it when I inject the poison. You killed him. Yes. Now you, young lady. No. Quickly, we. But what happened? Someone's holding my arm. (laughs) Who's holding me? Who are you? This is the shadow. Another killer as elusive as the great hypo. Shadow is no killer, Prescott. I'm here to keep people like you from killing. You'll never stop me. I'm the greatest of them all. A modern murderer who injects death with a hypodermic needle. It's merely a horrible distortion of your mind, Prescott. I'm not Prescott. I'm hypo, the great killer. You've killed, yes, but you're not a killer. And murdering character is only a creation of your overwrought imagination and exhausted oh, brain. Hypo, the great killer. You're an artist whose facile mind has played a terrible trick. Hypo, the great and you'll pay for your crime, not by death, but in an institution. Oh, I'm hypo, Mr. The Great Killer. Well, that's the whole story, Commissioner. The peak of mental exhaustion, Prescott's mind snapped, and he reverted to the character of his own creation. Real schizophrenic. Good personality, huh? What about Harry Borden, Commissioner? Is he going to be all right? The doctor said he pulled through okay. He got a load of the same stuff Prescott got. Yes, he did. You see, Harry found out the truth about Prescott. In a loyal effort to shield his boss from suspicion, made what looked like an attempt on Prescott's life. So Harry was the one who attacked Prescott? Yes. Actually, the stuff Harry shot into Prescott must have been a watered-down toxin or a powerful citizen. It's the same stuff that was left in the syringe when Prescott went wild and tried to kill Harry. Oh, I see. I still don't understand how you discovered it was Prescott, Lamont. Well, Dr. Schumacher was out. It hardly had been a swift, elusive killer with a bad case of asthma. Oh, of course. And I remember that Prescott said he was doing research on his own. So I went looking for a private laboratory. And when you found it, you found the knockout drop? Yes. A good deal more, too. I found the key to the whole case. One of the mysterious murder weapons. Look. Well, it looks like a small flashlight. It's called a hypo spray. It works on the basis of a high-pressure air gun. You hold it against the skin, and it, it blasts fluid painlessly through the pores. 
patient doesn't even feel the injection. So that's why the victims didn't know they'd been poisoned. And why there were no needle marks on their bodies. A hypo spray. Well, it must be something new. It's so new, Margot, that the first real publicity about it's in this week's Life magazine. Yeah, we're done. Well, Cranston, I guess I'll have to take back what I said about your comic strip theory. That's all right, Winston. Uh, Colonel, I hope this doesn't set a new trend in crime production. Mm-hmm. I have trouble enough getting through all the police stories on the front page without having to comb the comic strips every day. <laughs> You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the 8-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today.